what are uh, what frame model am I looking at right now? The the Chamberlain in crystal. The Chamberlain in crystal. You know what's intriguing about that? The movie The Dark Crystal. Remember that's kind of sniveling evil uh Skeksis? His name was Chamberlain, I think, and he was the one who was like So I would probably avoid those just based on that. <laughs> I do like a clear frame, though. That's but uh, I don't, there's something costumey about them on you. Uh, the the feedback at home was Tootsie. They I mean, look like Tootsie. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> well, Dustin Hoffman. The, but the other feedback at home was that these, these would be your favorites. Well, I'm glad I'm disgusted. Uh huh. Oh yeah. When I'm not in the room. Well, I said I'm gonna take these these uh, all my new Warby Parker my home try-ons. See what Josh thinks of them. I like those. What are those called? Oh, sorry. It's the, uh, uh, I think these are all mis- mixed up. It says, oh, so does this well, it doesn't matter. Nobody can see. Keen Beach Glass. Keen in Beach Glass. Well, I know, glass. but if they hear what they're called, then they go online to reference, and I'm descri- I'm complaining about, you know, come on. Okay. Oh. Wait, Beach Glass? E- yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Let me... Uh, these... So far, of the two, these look the most mark. <laughs> they do. They're like there's like a slight horn rim to them. Uh-huh. Okay. What color is that? A brown? Beach glass. It's a little got a little bit of a blue, smoky blue. See, I like that. Okay. The jazziness mm-hmm. comes in the in 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 a, an understated way. What? A little two tone. Little uh. Wilkie. Wilkie. Like Wilkie. Mm-hmm. Um. Those look the most like something you've already got. Am I okay. wrong? Okay. They're sort of narrower. Uh, those are, I like the two-tone. On the vertical? Yeah. On the, yep. Okay. This is the... Eaton. Tree Swallow Fade. Eaton? Like you're eating it? I think your choice has been made. Um, these look a lot like the second pair. Less horn rimy, a little bigger length, a little bigger frame, which would be a bit of a departure for you. I think you go with those. The Eaton. What? Interesting. Oh, oh, there's still more? One more. Oh. Then we're going to narrow it down to two and then we'll move on. All right. Those look identical to the ones you just showed me. You I, Can you see? Can I see? Yeah. Don't you wear glasses? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I had a vintage pair that I loved and I was at a cafe and I was there till it got dark and I stood up to leave the room and I didn't realize there was a huge pole in the middle of the room and I just walked straight into it and my glasses exploded. <laughs> what? It was very dramatic. <laughs> and I have another pair of prescription glasses. They're kind of like a big Michael Caine. Yeah, I know. 70s Michael Caine. Those ones are so scratched that uh, it's like I'm looking through dirty water. Well, that's my point. You ha- So you have a prescription. But you're not wearing them. No. So can you actually see right now? I'm farsighted. Or no, I'm nearsighted. Yeah. So, so you, it's not really that blurry. Like uh, I can't right. I can't read the writing on the on your T tag there. Oh, well, that's fine. But I can see what you look like, yes. I have hit those the, look uh, identical to the previous pair. Maybe a little more square on the bottom. Okay. Got it. Good great feedback. I that think you're right. Sound though. genuine. The second, the second at the brush household. This, if this is right, I don't. I think this is wrong. This is this one, maybe. I'll verify it in the show notes. I think this is the Barnett. 
This was the second. This and the Wilkie, which you said look like things, something I already have. Yeah. I think it's time for a slightly new brush. Mm. The problem is that I need, a, I need a lens depth. See, I got these little guys, but I got, now I need them to read. So they got to do a progressive thing and create a new, like there's different things going on in the lens at different pieces of it. Captivating. It's just fucking terrible getting old. Yeah. It's weird when you can't, it's like, it's different than not being able to see because it's some sort of muscle that doesn't work in your eye anymore. Because it's getting all weak. Yeah. It's a loose muscle. There so are, like, so are, like it's, things are like kind of like dizzy more. There are yogic exercises you can do to strengthen your eye muscles. Did you know that? No. Literally, you just like, <laughs> you, just, you just look in your peripheral mm-hmm. and hold it for a while and then look on the other side and then you can do rolls. Why would that seem outlandish? That exercise would be useful I'm even not sure. for your I'm, eye muscles. I'll, People have these preconceived bullshit notions about what works and what doesn't. Oh, there is a whole school of thought that you don't really need eyeglasses ever. You can just power your way back into a depends on the, the force of your will. I think probably. I, think, I had. I think since I stopped wearing my glasses, my vision has slightly improved because my eyes are like, oh yeah, we don't need that shit. We got this. Talking. What do you got? About four? When are you gonna be forty-two? Three, four more years? Me? Oh, you're saying there's a huge difference between 39 and 42? I'm at 42. Whenever the that's that seems to be a magical age. Mm, when things really fall apart. Well, no, that, you'll be like you'll know. We'll be having a different conversation. Hey, I had a humbling experience just this morning. Ooh, I'm a little. I have a cold. Yeah. I was a little achy, and you know what I do when I'm a little achy? I take a hot bath. So I'm going to step into the bath. Well, I'm turning kind of to to lift my left leg to step into the tub, and I cough. Strain a muscle in my lower back, just just a little, but enough to just kind of scare the shit out of me because I've hurt my lower back before. Oof. And then you're faced with that reality, that like, oh, this is going to hurt for at least four days because I'm old. Yeah, but you're getting right in a hot bath. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that hot bath. Thank God for it. And big new study. The only, well, I mean, everybody has back pain. Some people it's worse than others. Mm-hmm. Why? We don't know. There's all these therapies to try to help it. Acupuncture, mm-hmm. chiropractic. Big new study. The evidence suggests the only thing that really helps, exercise. That is it. Any lasting relief, that's it. That makes sense. You need to get in the pool with the aqua god, the alpine aqua god. Maybe I do. No, I mean, I feel, I'm getting I, even more cut. The, that, that Christmas that card old. is old. You've been drinking a lot of protein, really just doing the definition. And we're going to, let's just do this since it's timed up perfectly to pound some protein. I got a cough drop in though. Oh, cough drop plus a meat bar. That sounds like a good combo. All right. I'll do the turkey. Let's start with the turkey one. Doesn't it have cranberries? So I bought three of these Epic uh, meat bars. Epic is a company recently purchased by General Mills, run through the Annie's division. These came out of nowhere. They're hot with the paleo trend, right? They're, I don't know. I bought three of them. Never had them. Somebody told me they taste like dog food. Well, and they look kind of like shrink wrap, shrink wrapped barf. They do, uh, but but on the back, if you look at the front, the packaging's beautiful. Austere bison, beautiful. So I bought three majestic I bought, turkey. I bought a bison. I bought a turkey, and I bought a lamb. Then Jenny was like, "I want one of those." 
So she took the and lamb. you gave her the lamb. Well, she wanted the bison. I'm like, you can't have the bison. I think that's the go-to. <laughs> we got to try that on air. She took the lamb. So we have a 100% natural bison used. I wish you'd given her the turkey. Bison uh, uncured bacon cranberry bar. Mm. This one is going to be turkey almond cranberry. Different. Whoa, the turkey has a lot more. 14 grams of protein compared to the bison. <coughs> oh, come on. What is... You all right over there? Nice Oakley's. Mm-hmm. What do you want to try? The turkey? Si, senor. Oh, God. Yeah, you're not handling this meat. Wouldn't be the first time you told me that, Mark. Oh, it's coming out a little, got a little sheen to it. Hold on, well, I'm give, feeble. You got to pass it over to me. I'll give you the other half, too, while, we're, while you're here. Oh, that bison looks a little bit better, but... Mm. Why'd, little, you, why'd you touch it? I didn't touch it. I almost did. Turkey's on the bottom. All right. Going for the turkey. <laughs> Cops drop I out. I don't know why this is seeming so gross to me. Oh. <laughs> no? Huh? Eating meat bars on air. It's just kind of it's kind of like eating a Slim Jim that's got more yeah. moisture in it. It doesn't have that hard exoskeleton. A big old Slim Jim. But the flavor profile is pretty good. Yeah. The texture is a little on the fence. I could get used to it, but I don't see why I would. There is something like I'm a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, oh, drink oh. a tea. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs sideways. Sideways thumb, but I don't know if I'd buy it again. To put it, uh, I haven't even finished. Did you eat the whole thing? Oh, good for you. you like a boss. You talk. Well, hey, I'll say this. It's the whole Greg Bagney thing. What? what? Oh, oh, I hear it now. Do you hear it again? Uh-huh. No way. Oh, Are God. Are back already? Everybody, yeah. get ready. Here it comes. It's Greg's egg. <laughs> Greg's eggs. It's stuff you probably already know, but needed some goofball to remind you. Ack, ack. I love you, Josh and Mark and Natch. Early, I love this planet. Ah, it's a creative spinning blue ball. This week, a message to all you geeks trying to create and profit from consumer products. Quote, creativity only lives when you build it ship it and check it off the shelf unquote guess what building a product and getting it on some shitty retail shelf really isn't all that hard because a there's always some factory ready to take your money and b there's always some retailer willing to give your goofball product a try especially if you're paying slotting co-op free fill net never terms or god forbid consignment however checking it off the shelf that's pretty difficult so we don't give a consumer pull ling pud how creative you are if you can't do all three as you develop product ideas you may want to consider how to create the consumer suction needed to move it off the shelf and hopefully at pretty close to regular price Otherwise, you build it, you ship it, and then it sits there. No wait, it just shits there. Boom! Ha! Which means your production line that's running right now as we speak is building closeouts 
and there's nothing more frustrating than that jack. It just shits there. Man, he's getting Man, better. Greg. Consumer suction. That's what I was talking about with these bars. I I feel like it's a one-time only for me. Yeah, I don't feel uh, affixed to this bar. I, I, eat I was less eating the bison meat. one during the uh, during the Greg's egg. And, uh, I haven't tried it yet. It's really dense. I'm about to try it. It's actually less moist, but somehow more like dog food. Or not dog food, like a dog treat. I feel like I'm biting into a pepperoni. Oh, yeah. It's denser. It's uh, drier. Until you hit a berry, and then it's kind of like... You think people uh, out there in the world like listen to chew on meat bars? No. A lot, a lot of good, people probably hate this. A lot of good mouth sounds. I'm not going to listen to this segment. I hate that sound. Greg's listening right now. <laughs> Just for you, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Man, I... No, he probably checked out. You know, talk about whatever you want, buddy. Magic every time. Mm-hmm. It just shits there. It's so good. You know what doesn't just shit there? Greg's egg. Greg's egg. Fertile. If he needs ideas, he went. I know he went to the fancy food show. He could give us some trend shit. He went to some other show. He could do that. Founders. Anybody had a question about yoga? The you yoga props to, on his wall? You wanted to know about his, his yoga regimen. I mm-hmm. wanted to know about some crazy founders he's encountered. They, they don't have to be named. Founder encounter? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. I ate half of it. Yeah. Here goes the rest. Why don't you talk about my dinner with Neil? Oh, yeah. So Mark had dinner with Neil Gottlieb. Uh, Neil Gottlieb, he's about to be on Survivor. What's and he? Well, okay. Coulter and Christie from Quinn Popcorn. Boy, got none of that. I think he said he also had dinner with the founders of Quinn Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Colton and Christie? Coulter. Coulter? Mm-hmm. We should go back. There's an episode where you struggle for about 10 minutes trying mm-hmm. to remember his name. Yep. I don't think you're going to make that mistake. Again. I think I called him Poultice at one point, didn't I? Poultice? I was like, Col- Coltus, and then I went to Poultice. I don't remember. I don't either. They're, very, they're wonderful people. I'm sure. I Good like their, product. I like their popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good UX, actually, on their box design. I, yeah. I, the There's right. a nice illustrated, you know what they call it in the biz, Mark? A user flow. Great user flow on that, Mark. Great user bag. flow. Tells you, like, hey, bag one, here's one. The first thing you do, the bag is marked one, so you know that's step one. The seasoning packet, that's two. Maybe that's what they should do. I know off the record, so much was said off the record at this dinner. I'm sure. You only go to high-powered dinners. I do. So I can't talk about all the product introductions coming out from these two companies, Three Twins Ice Cream and Quinn, at Expo West in a matter of weeks. Expo West just is just weeks away? Uh-huh. Isn't it months away? It's March. Early it's March. March. I, but I, but I, that's what I think their sweet spot was, that the, the UX component in food. Them mm-hmm. and then who else was doing it? Back to the Roots kind of we played, was playing around with that. Get in on that, guys. Well, it's just about bringing more design thinking into your uh, So much of this stuff is commodity, planning right? And Popcorn's tough. Popcorn. It is. You've got to stand out. And you know what? Microwave popcorn, although I might have discussed this on the air, the one problem I don't know if anyone can solve is, you know, different microwaves are just different. And it's really hard to gauge when your popcorn's done. They say to listen for one to two seconds between pops, but is it like the very first time you hear that one to two second lag, or do you have to like kind of, well, well, that was one two second lag, but then I heard like eight pops. We'll give them a call. I'm sure they know the answer to that. I, or, oh, dude, we talk a lot about voice recognition software, pop recognition software, an app. Oh man, I'm glad I'm saying this now because we're going to copyright this idea. 
It's an app that you hold up to the microwave. This should be Quinn's app. You hold up to the microwave. It listens to the pops and it you tells you when you should stop. Are you supposed to hold your phone up to the microwave? Well, not right up to it, but close enough that the phone can hear the, the frequency of the popping. And then they have an algorithm that lets you know, like, oh, you know what? Oh. Pull it out now before it burns. Then that's, or don't that's pull it out advice. yet. Pull it out now before it burns. Yeah. Works throughout. Yeah. I remember when my pappy sat me down on his knee and told me, pull it out now. Just always remember these words. So. Before it burns. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, think that's a mediocre idea at best. Fuck that. You're on it. We'll see what Poultice thinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the big news is that Neil is in fact on Survivor. It's coming up. You got to go check out his Instagram account. He's starting to pepper in little photos. There's some badass photos. He's like jumping off the boat, the boat, boat to start the competition, wearing his ice cream pants. Guys, a stone cold badass. Of course, there's badass photos. It's the Neil year. He's a hunk. So. Well, oh. wow. <laughs> I'm gonna Ouch. send. I'm gonna send him the clip. So I, just want, <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to get too high. Really, the ego get pumped up. You too don't much want. You're just soon. playing hard to get. You don't right. want him to really know how you feel about him just yet. You're still playing like it cool. Neil. You're playing it cool, Neil. I get that. Thank you for. Uh, you're not just going to go back to town. his houseboat on the first date, are you, Mark? Thanks to Quinn. It's fun to hang out with him. We'll get everybody on the show. Neil's in. I don't know what we want to do. We got there's. We're going to watch that damn Survivor. I'm going to watch it with my kids. I think. Is it age appropriate? Yeah, why not? I'm sure they don't swear. They just connive. Yeah, that's what you want to teach him how to be how to manipulate. Mm. How to? I want to teach him how to survive, Josh. Even better. So long as it's not yellow. First story of the week. One out of five. So you want to eat snow? Is it safe? We ask scientists. Anne Bramley, NPR. Josh, go! So here's a quote from the article. Let's start with that. Snow is one of the first wild foods in small... Uh... No, I got it. Snow is one of the first wild foods small humans learn to forage. And this time of year, it's both free and plentiful to many. As many on the I was East Coast will know. I was rereading that quote for the first time, and, a, and I was like, small humans? Is, are they talking about anthropology here? Like, when we were smaller, it was the first thing that, you know, Austrius Lip, Lip, oh. Lepidicus yep. learned to uh, forage when he was a little tiny forest floor person? They were in, No, I think they're talking uh, they, about they kids. Hufflepuff. That was their house. Yeah, and my kids made, uh, they made snow cones last time it snowed. What did they pour on them? Just juice, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Good news is it's relatively safe. So as snow sure. kind of falls through the air, it it attracts uh, pollution and things like that, but not in alarming amounts. And the advice uh, this article gives is that when it hit, when it does strike the ground, you wouldn't think so, but it kicks up a little bit of dust. So the snow that settles on the on the bottom is going to have a little bit of more dirt and dust in it. So give it some time. So give it some time, and then scoot from the top. Yeah. And you're probably gonna. You're exactly right. As it, as it falls through the sky, forms a sort of net catching pollutants. Most common is black carbon or soot. We're all made of carbon, so that's got to be good for you. But you can also find pesticides from 80 years ago that are still batting around in the atmosphere. Vintage. Pesticides. Some good old DDT might be in there, but it's such a small dose, and you're not. You'll be fine. Might help you build up uh, some sort of resistance to mosquitoes that you'll need. That's the Tika virus. Uh, Close. Storms the continent. Zika. I said Zika. I said Tika. Did I say Tika? You said Tika. Oh, what was I thinking of that was Tika related? I don't know. But you have on Oakley sunglasses right now. <laughs> Maybe I want to go to a Tiki bar. That's probably what it is. I t- we 
you remember when we talked about Zika on here? Yeah. As like an aside, but I, and you listen to the tape. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to blow up. You're going to hear all about it, but don't freak out. <coughs> I guess I guess I would freak out if I was exactly pregnant in my first trimester. I'd be shitting. Yeah, that'd be myself. Yeah, yeah, it's horrifying. Otherwise, I think you just kind of get a little sick and you get over it, if right. any, if at all. But your baby could be born with a <laughs> tiny head. Whew. Man. All, all right. Was- so go ahead and eat snow. Don't get Zika virus. Uh, and here, here's some more. Um, and ad- one way advice on ingesting. How do you want to stay stay healthy, especially if you're on that campaign trail? Hillary es muy picante. Oh, s. I'll yeah, you forgot there. the s. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, elixir. Can a hot pepper a day boost immunity? This is by Allison Aubrey. Pro. Pro. NPR. Uh, that's back-to-back NPR stories. They're really getting it right with these puff pieces. Uh, Clinton says she eats a fresh hot pepper, pepper every day. And it's, may, quote, maybe one of the reasons I'm so healthy and I have so much stamina and endurance. Ooh. Oh. Yikes. In bed if we're going to do the fortune <laughs> no. cookie game. Fortune oh, cookie no. game. We should start doing the fortune cookie game to some of these quotes. Okay. Because that's perfect right there. You know, she's a wildcat. You can tell. That's the problem. Bill just couldn't take it. That's the first female president in the United States. Look at you mouthing off. Not mouthing off. I'm saying don't assume things about her. Don't assume just because she's a calculating politician. I, I, I wish I could like her more. That she I doesn't I have could. a. I think she needs to show more of the Wildcat. Mm, I don't know if I want to see more of the Wildcat. <laughs> Flashes of Wildcat. It's just likability. You got it or you don't, right? Kind of. Bernie. I like her as There's someone in so charge. Great about Bernie. I do like her in charge, but. But I also, it's this fr- breath of fresh air crap. It's like, yep, you are system. You mm-hmm. are the system, the epitome of it. Yep. Let's go outside the system and bring I on mean, the Trump. I mean, that's why Trump's succeeding. Bring on the Trump. Bring on the Trump. He is sort of like the right wing, I don't want to say Obama, but like, the, you remember you remember how exciting it was when Obama was yeah. gaining ground? But he was actually very system-based, actually, I think. Well, he was, but like the, pro, you know, it was like, here's someone who's going to shake things up. He's going right. to totally change everything. Not at all. Well, he, he did some things. He did some good things. It's hard. Like the problem is in Washington, it's nearly impossible to make like dramatic change. That's so it doesn't seem like things are changing the way that you thought they would when you were looking at the Shepherd Ferry poster mm-hmm. on your knees. Um, but uh, <laughs> why, am I, why am I on my knees? I don't know. I saw that picture you once. <laughs> what? Um, Right, that's, so that's now we now we have the promise again of like wild like wild change can happen. And yeah, he's going to do it because he doesn't give a fuck about it. But it's kind of a different tactic. Who, Bernie or Trump? Trump, Trump doesn't give a fuck. Well, Bernie and or Trump could actually like play the wild card much better than Barry or Hillary. Yeah, my but, my fear with Bernie is I don't I actually see Trump beating Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders is kind of like mm. he kind of you know he's professorial. Mm. He's not like. Uh, Someone you want to march behind. God, it's unbelievable, right? Imagine it. Imagine Trump. I, I've been spending a little bit of time each day trying to imagine it just to prepare myself <laughs> should it come to pass. It could be one for the ages. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like he'd, he would be the next, there'd be an assassination attempt for sure. Ordered by him on someone else? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, right. No, it was a PR stunt. He'd. Pay someone oh, to pretend man. to shoot him. I don't. I, I, I was talking a little bit with Neil about it. I hope I'm not spilling any beads. I think Neil's on the fence. Similar. 
he has a lot of respect for sort of these ideals that Bernie, it's, it, it's either Bernie or Hillary. It's having some likability issues with Hillary, but it's, um, I was talking about Trump and it's like just, it, it's pretty clear. You know, once he thinks he's hit the edge, you go a little further, mm-hmm. do something crazier, more offensive, and see if you can get away with it. But see, he fully embraces the disposable nature of, uh, of the media right now. Yeah, he sure does. Like something bad happens, you make an ass of yourself, like do something else to distract and then that thing will eventually dry up and fall away. Well, maybe Hillary will figure Hillary, it out. Hillary doesn't know because she's uh She can't shake it guard. off as much. Well, because she, she comes out of that old world. Well, she can't shake off her email and server drama. She got barnacles. Trump should have barnacles. She got barnacles. But he's like, he's too hot. He like lit himself on fire, basically. Too hot? Clinton says she eats a fresh hot pepper every day. Oh, awesome. Segway. Oh, you already read that. Mm-hmm. Many potential benefits have been suggested for chili or its bioactive compound, capsaicin. 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 Wrote Nita Faruhi, a nutritional epidemiologist at the University of Cambridge in an editorial lab study suggests that capsaicin has both anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer properties. Could you walk around eating one hot pepper a day? Well, here's the deal. Here's my problem with this article. Just raw? Well, that's the thing. It doesn't explain how she eats it. Well, there's a picture of her in the article in a grocery store. Right, but it doesn't show how she eats it. Just has two hot peppers in a plastic bag. I know, but does she just like straight up munch it? I'm guessing she just munches. Or would you? (laughs) Oh, my. Or like you cut the the end off and swallow it like a pill. That that would be my choice probably so you don't have to like get the full hot pepper mouthfeel problem. You know, can't you just see her like slowly chewing it up, making it as hot as she can just to like test the limits and... And she's to the point now where her eyes don't water when she does it. Yeah, she's just like got that cold stare. And then she goes, wow. <laughs> she's wow. like, I'm going to win. Wow. Yeah. She's a wild cat. She's hot, hotter though. than you think. That's a health That's a health solution right there. What? So from Mother Nature at its best to uh, the death of Mother Nature, mm. he still loves them GMOs. Bill Gates on video talking to the Wall Street Journal. GMOs will end starvation in Africa. Him and his wife for the foundation work they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a sample of what he said. It's a very short link on the in the doc. You can go watch it. The Europeans have decided they don't want to use it, which is fine. Talking about, yeah, talking about GMOs. Then he talks about America and we still use it here and we kind of need it. Uh, but uh, the Europeans, they're not facing malnutrition and starvation. Unlike Africa, the Africans will, I think, choose to let their people have enough to eat. Feed the world argument. We've been GMO. here before. Bill's on board. Yeah. He's no Steve Jobs, though. Ooh. Just kidding. <laughs> He's no Tim Cook. Ouchie, ouchie. What's interesting to me is the way they conflate um, even him. And it might be truth to it, right? Like... And then the, the interviewer in this video was trying to say the same thing. Like, couldn't, could we get to these solutions? Whatever gene editing can accomplish, mm. could we get to that solution naturally in the next number of iterations? They make the sort of transgenic, transgenic technology the same as seed hybridization. It's just the same kind of monkeying around with seeds. I don't know if that's right. The old six of one, half dozen of the other theory? Well, you're never going to like have some farmer out in the field working hard, like, oh, I really want to, I'm going to try this this year. I'm going to cross my soybean here with my, uh, oh, let's just put it in that Roundup bottle and see what happens. 
Why is it always Roundup with you? Don't they do other, they blend other things in besides pesticides, don't they? Oh, yeah. Fungicides, herbicides, vitamin A. Right. And what Bill wants to do is create like a heartier yeah, food source. They right? like all of them. They like the ones that, it's all about these smallholder farmers in Africa who produce X amount per hectare. And if like they're through some technology, they can up that 30%. You can create a whole nother agrarian revolution and feed more people. And But the problems are pesticide and drought. And you got to come up with some wacky solutions to fight them. That's right. Food tech will save the day. Boom. Food tech. Oh. Yeah. I only got two more. I thought one more. No, two. Oh. Bang through them or just uh, have, like a, have, have an aside? <laughs> the food the food safety expert won't eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Six foods Bill Marler never eats. Bye. Bill Marler. <laughs> I couldn't figure out who it, it was on this site. And there's like no intro. It's, it's like not, right away. Here's the first food I don't eat. I think it was re- this is a web d- debacle. Somebody so, interviewed. Uh, somebody interviewed him. Here's the list, though. We got raw milk. He's a famous famous um, food safety lawyer. So he's deep in on this. He knows when every food scare happens. Mm. He's part of the group that's suing Chipotle. He's representing people that are suing Chipotle in that problem. Getting in on that litigation. But he's but he's well respected. He's not like an ambulance chaser. So he won't eat uh, raw milk or unpasteurized juice. Mm-hmm. He won't eat raw sprouts. He won't eat rare meat, especially if it's ground. He won't eat pre-washed produce. Ooh. He won't eat raw eggs. He won't eat raw oysters. So I guess we know who isn't a wild cat. Bill. No raw oysters. He's not on his knees looking at those Shepherd Fairy posters. Nope. He's not. But he's also not on his knees throwing up shellfish. Ooh. So... I'm with him on, uh, yeah, raw milk, clearly there's something going on. But if you knew the farmer and you could see it, I'd be all right. Yeah, it doesn't seem worth the risk. Yeah. Probably the t- raw sprouts, I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah, I haven't eaten sprouts in a long time. But that's tough. You can cook them, but then it's like, why bother? Then it's gross. Then it's like mush. Rare meat, I'm, I'm way on board, but that's tough. Like, I go to my wife's family, like, they just cook rare steaks, so they love it rare. I'm like, ugh. You don't have enough pull with even dad like, yet? You even can't be like, like hey, Mr. No, Meyer, no, leave no. my steak on. And he's like, oh, here's the no. the hooey-dooey hippie wanting his steak <laughs> cooked a little longer. Is it like that? Well, that would assume they were accomplished enough to. <laughs> to what? It's usually one big piece of meat, right? Oh, I see. And so, like, I'll, <laughs> depending on who's, because these are, there's a large family at work in this. And so of somebody. Lar- of, like, not large, like, weight, overweight people, but, like, big Hungry people. Well, they well they are tall and and Germanic. That's what I mean. Not over, I meant quantity. Like there might be eight people there. I know, but then there's that factor too, right? Yeah, but they're point. all pretty hungry. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're no. And you've surprised them over the years. My like, point that, is that, that, that bean bowl can eat. There's a big piece of meat on the table, and like the ends are going to be more cooked. If mm. I can get in on the ends, I'm fine. You got a reputation. You're the end stealer because some people like the crispy ends. Oh, well, I gotta have them. I don't want the bloody part. Man, all these, all the riffs. In, Even in your... with burgers, like you, you, it's just oh, it's just a no-brainer. You don't undercook a burger. <laughs> no, <laughs> but some people like it raw. <coughs> a little rare, a little medium rare. You know who likes it raw? A little pink, a little dirty bastard. <laughs> he likes it raw. Rare meat. I didn't realize that restaurants that trick. Did you know that one? They'll jab a needle into the meat or or score. I knew they would score it. And that the process of doing that takes whatever germ might be on the outside, puts it into the meat. So you got to make sure to cook it then. 
So you just need to be asking, do you score your meat? He's, that's what the article said. He does that. I know. That's bizarre. Who does that? Bill Marler. I'm going to do that next time I go to Smash Burger. This is also bad news for uh, Rocky Balboa. It's the most visceral scene in Rocky is like when he uh, oh, wakes up egg. and has the raw egg I would still breakfast. do raw egg, I think. Would you? If it was a good egg. You're eating cookie dough, aren't you? I would eat it. If it was Greg's egg, I'd eat that raw every time. <laughs> wow. If Greg squoze an actual egg, you'd eat it raw, huh? Squoze? Yeah. Out of an orifice? <laughs> Is that a word that I just don't know? Probably. Squoze? Past tense of squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I just found the title for this episode. Squ- How do you spell squozed? <laughs> I would spell it S-Q-U-O-Z-E. S-Q-U-O-Z-E. Yeah, that looks great. That is that is a winner. Squoze. Squozed. Squozed? Why well, said he squo- Oh, did I say squozed? Yeah, or did I say he squoze an egg? Well, but the episode is, let's call it squozed. All right. Just one more. SEO be damned. Go Broncos. Elite athletes try a new training. The Broncos have nothing to do with the actual article. Elite athletes really try. them to go all the way. If I can do it, can you believe they won that game? Yeah. I knew they were going to win. Okay, you did have a good, you had a hunch. Yeah, I wasn't ever nervous. And then Elias got, he ate nine fudge mint cookies. Like I was upstairs cooking them some food to eat while we watched the game. And he was like so excited that he ate like nine cookies. Wow. So then by the fourth quarter, he was doubled over in pain. Oh, really? So during those most tense moments, I was like helping him out. So it was kind of relieved of some of that stress. I didn't have to like sit and wonder. I just was like, oh, I'll just rely on my hunch. Yeah. So actually add that to your list, Bill Marler. Don't eat uh, like upwards of eight fudge mint cookies. What's a fudge mint cookie? Why am I not? I don't know. They're like a mint, chocolate mint cookie dipped in fudge. Couldn't handle eight, huh? Guess he's a small human. I think he ate nine and he ate them like in the space of about 30 seconds. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Lead athletes try a new training tactic, more vitamin D. Rachel Bachman, Wall Street Journal. A couple of, so the sub-detect, the, 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 the elite athletes are getting vitamin D, keep them from getting injured. We've known the benefits to bone health and all that, but it can like help with your muscles. They think it's just this, it's mood, it's immunity, it's all these things. Vitamin D is this pervasive benefit in the body. If you can get your levels up, everybody's deficient almost. We're all sitting in front of computers instead of the sunshine. Or we go out in the sun, but we're slathered in sunscreen because we don't want to get cancer. Maybe you're slathered in sunscreen. Maybe I'm not. I'm slathered in nothing. Suntan oil. No clothes. Bronzing oil. (laughs) Crisco. Crisco. The University of Virginia has made 2,000 IU vitamin D supplements available to all of its athletes for at least the past six years, says Randy Bird, director of sports nutrition. It's the only in, only vitamin he encourages every athlete to take. So they've, there's evidence like the Steelers were doing it. The U.S. women's soccer team was doing it. They're getting their blood levels checked for vitamin D specifically, and they're getting supplemented if they're low. And a lot of people are low. And they get to eat shitload of Frosted Flakes. We'll read that one. Some USC athletes... What? Lo- so USC, oh, Jesus. That's, the, that's Sunshine City. Some USC athletes, low yeah, vitamin it, D levels. It. Some USC athletes, low vitamin D levels, along with conversations about player taste, spurred a surprising addition to the athletic department's food offerings. Frosted flakes. It's fortified with vitamin D. Along with vitamin D fortified milk, it provides quick fuel for morning workouts 
and an important dose of the nutrient, says Betchy. Betchy Twombly. <laughs> That's Becky. Becky. Well, I thought the line breaks. I thought that was a last name. I thought it was a second reference. If that was a last name, you wouldn't say Becky, would you? Wouldn't you try and make it C-H-E sounding? Betchy. If it was a last name, you'd say Betchy. Yep. So that was an honest mistake. Becky Twombly. That just sounds like I have Bob Walters. USC's Director of Sports Nutrition. So that's who that is. Yep. Finish the quote. <laughs> After we put Frosted Flakes out, their vitamin D levels were much better, she says. Boom. Frosted Flakes, though? Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Come on. But I have, you, I have vitamin D caplets upstairs. How do you take them? Uh, by mouth. Orally. Occasionally as a suppository. But only if I've had a few hot peppers. Let me rephrase the question. It's okay. a soft gel or a pill or a dropper? It's a uh, soft gel. And how much is in it? They're little. <laughs> I mean, they're this like the thing. They're, they're like small, smaller than most. It's super easy to buy those droppers, which gives you like a thousand IU per drop almost. You got to read, you got to pay attention because the, the bottle will say like 5,000 IU and on the back it says that to get that dose, you need five drops. And but you say, and kids you say love it's it. easy to buy them, huh? Easy to buy them. That's what you said. You said it's easy to buy. Instead of what? I don't know. It was, it was just a peculiar <laughs> thing that you said oh. that I got snagged on. Sorry. Yeah. God damn it. So your kids like them? So, you know, you'd, they'd, it'd be like little birds chirping in the nest. Like, ah! And you drop this little, because it's got, I don't know, some little flavor in it. All right. They'd eat it up, but you could like OD them so easily. If you did one squirt, one whole dropper <coughs> in there. Oh, yeah, but what's... Lord, man. What's the danger of uh, overdosing on vitamin D? <sighs> some people say none. Some people say, look out. You can, oh, I don't know if you're going to overthin your blood or something like that. I don't know. But, but you're not too concerned about it with your kids? You're just like, fuck it. Well, no, Here, have an aspirin too. I would say over the past few years, even at the height of my influence over the supplement industry, that was the one, if I had to pick one, that would be the one that we most often actually took inside the house. Hmm. Vitamin D. I think there's pretty good evidence on that. It's pretty clear it's becoming like it has this pervasive effect on your body. It's not just like strong bones. No, I didn't get enough sun. And I think I got tested at one point and I was def- I was like borderline deficient. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. People, get your get, next time you go to the doctor, do I think this is pretty standard now in your in your blood work. Straight from the mouth of the kingmaker, ladies and gentlemen. Find out if you're deficient. It's so easy to supplement this it's so easy to go buy the droppers there's no waiting period there's no background check <laughs> and you they just... strip i think they get it out of sheep's wool to be honest that's where they get the oil for the so that's what you're putting in your mouth i think so well goes good with a epic meat bar i guess oh i gotta make a phone call yeah king kingmaker you want to wrap this up or you want to come back now nah. we crushed it i think we did people Thank you so much for listening. It's going to be a short one. Thanks, Neil. We'll see you next time. <laughs>